Welcome to Wisco Dice. Welcome to Wisco Dice. Yes, yes. welcome to Wisco Dice. Suckers. <laughs> he's out roaming around already. Apparently he's already in showed the studio. Up early. That's terrible. Oh, man. I guess we're starting a little later than we said, so maybe yeah. he just showed up. He showed up. So, <laughs> obviously, it's host uh, Coincy with the Most. Been joined by fellow co-host... Brian, sometimes called Stark Raving Mad, Disturbed Mach 1 on some forums and such. Yeah, and the fan. Something like that. I'm here too. That guy. <laughs> I think we should turn his mic off. I think so. <laughs> so, anyways, what's up? Not much. Uh, it's been alright going so far. Got some homework done, so I'm here recording. I got to play a game of Blood Bowl, if you want to call it a game. I don't think that something was something like of a, a slaughter. That was, yeah, I think... <laughs> Horrible. I was. I, I. I think I pretty much gave up at the at halftime. Though it was whatever, down three one, three nothing, and just the couldn't get anything to work my way. So. Vengeance of the Norse, taken apparently. out on the orcs who couldn't do anything. Apparently, <laughs> just, but like the last game, like it was the exact opposite. Except it ended up in a tie. So yeah, and you like murdered my team. Yeah, I left more of your guys alive. You guys, you like took out more dudes than by the end of it. I think. Yeah, no, I know. I had a bunch of guys that last drive. I had a bunch of your guys yeah. off the pitch, but then <laughs> I couldn't pick up the ball to do anything. So was, You failed so many stuff. Anyway, that happened. So what do you have in your hands over there? I have some shiny books. They're pretty new. Some End Times Nagash books, one and two. Nagash, yes. He is my master. Really? That guy's <laughs> creeping me out. <laughs> Shut him off. Man. I guess so. <laughs> so yeah, they got the new Nagash books. We're gonna talk about the Nagash release and all. You know, we've we talked about the Nagash model on the la- on on the last show or a couple it was shows like ago. A couple ago, that was before it even came out, though. So now we have our hands on yeah, all yeah. this, like yeah, actually, all the new stuff, all the new stuff. Um, and have a t- chance to take a look at it, put some blog posts up about it. Um, and now we're basically gonna just share with you some of our thoughts on the Nagash stuff. As well as... There's a big fancy contest. What? Yeah, what, what is that? <laughs> so yeah, we had, it's been a long time since we've done a contest. We have gotten uh, uh, some cool stuff to give away. And we'll talk about that uh, here at the end of the show. Yep, after our main topic. So if we'll... you want to find out how to win cool stuff, including a pack of the Laura Von Death cards... Holy cow. Make sure you stay tuned for the end of the show. So, what have you been working on hobby-wise in the last couple of weeks, Brian? Well, I guess the big thing, uh, if you haven't seen it on the blog already, I did uh, get the blog post up. My coach, my black coach, was done a few weeks ago. I mentioned it as Santa's sleigh an episode ago, I think. Yeah. And I got a full post up to that. Seems like people are really liking it. Yeah, I, I think... pretty uh, surprised. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people, I mean, I, I remember seeing... A, I took a sneak peek of that post before I went live. And, yeah. And, uh, you know, hosts ability to do so and <laughs> i was looking at the pictures and stuff and i'm like wow that thing looks really really quite cool and amazing that you know people have talked about doing the flying coach a lot and i think that yeah. was you know you you demonstrated this really cool ethereal looking flying coach which is uh, you know the whole conversion is really attainable by a lot of folks too it's not something that was terrible it's not like out of the out of the world difficult with no, the skill set that you need a little bit of green just stuff. Just talking work. me down. No, no. I, I, th- I think I think <laughs> I think kidding. the way you put no, it together was quite yeah. brilliant, though. 
So, uh, that was a happy accident almost when I was doing it. Some but. of the best projects are. <laughs> that's the just happy accidents. So yeah, I think I think a lot of people are inspired by the um, because you shared that uh, here with the folks locally and yep. and then over on some vampire accounts forum. Yep. And, yeah, I've been. I started kind of a vampire log there to tie into my blog. I mean, it's pretty much the same things. I just go like, "Hey, I finished this over on the vampire thing" because I'm doing all that work on the vampire accounts right now. So most yeah. everything I get done is followed up with a blog post if it's anything interesting. So, any new secret projects you got in the works? Yeah, I have another. I've I keep coming up with conversions. I, I've had the one I'm working on now. I've had planned for a bit to do after my black coach uh, school started. I'm like gonna be like three weeks in already i guess come next week will be my fourth but so it's kind of hard to find time to work on it but i've gotten quite a bit of work done this week but there's a lot of hacking and stuff going on in that so it'll be out soon enough i was hoping i was gonna finish it next week um we're gonna do a big undead versus the world kind of to tie in with this release i think i might post a blog post to see if there's enough action i can kind of do a game summary of that to tie yeah. into this episode, maybe. I think there's <clears> going to be... So, yeah, that is something we should probably make mention here. So, that's coming up. And will probably have occurred either just after this episode re- releases or will ha- be happening probably at the same time this episode, about the same time this episode releases. So, But we are going to be doing it Pegasus Games. It's, I think, 2,500 points per player. Per player, yep. And I think we have four or five... Um, unaligned uh, non-undead armies and three undead armies right now i think sounds right because i think you myself and dustin are all doing undead yeah well dustin dustin said he could go either way and i think robert i think robert go either way yeah he could for sure of course and then team undead thanks (laughs) kraken team undead is getting the gash as a bonus Yep. And then all the control points that we have to gain, we have to take control of, are in the yeah the living uplo- people the living people's deploy- uh, deployment zone. So, and then that's going to be the decision. The whoever controls most control points at the end of the game basically wins. So, it's going to be kind of interesting having being able to have the gash on the table in a game that's probably big enough to really justify a thousand point character mm-hmm. you know we're going to talking three or four armies of players on the uh, in the game yeah we should and, probably even have like ten thousand aside i think at least no matter what it's gonna be a really good fun time one of the problems with a game that big is taking pictures of everything so you have so such a huge table and each player is basically gonna have a four foot by four foot you know a four foot section of that table so we have for every player, that's four feet of table. That's, <laughs> yeah. you know, if we get four or five players aside, that's 16 to 20 feet worth of table. That's have a long, long shots. table. Yeah. <laughs> that's, and it's tough for, you know, one guy maybe to take all the pictures. I'm hoping, yeah. I mean, I'm going to have my, you know, we all have cells and we'll be kind of active taking pictures of that, but I'm hoping to actually take, I, mean, I talked about it before, buying that digital SLR. I'm mm-hmm. hoping to have that down there as well. But that'll yeah, be cool that should be fun and that's yeah coming up next weekend already yeah, but so yeah doors gonna... open at peg at 10 a.m and we're gonna hopefully get in there the night before and be able to set up the game so yeah, it'll be all set up so tables. we can just go when all people, the army sh- show, when people up. show up yeah so we can hopefully have deployment going by 10 30 and we have the game because we have to have a hard stop at five o'clock so we have to be stopped tore down all the ter- yeah. terrain and stuff put away at like five five to play 5:15. pretty quick so 
yeah, a big game like that usually takes a while. But, I don't know, that should be plenty of time. But, yeah, that next conversion I was hoping I'd have done for that, but I'm not sure if that's going to happen. I guess this week was pretty busy for homework, and I probably got the most work on it done since I started it. So maybe I'll be surprised and have it done. We'll see. Well, hopefully. Fingers crossed, man. Yeah. I know oh. it's been kind of cool, too, for you to be using, you know, putting doing this work and then putting them on the table, too, and trying new units and new mm-hmm. stuff and that you haven't been using a lot. You can kind of get stuck in a rut of yeah. using the same army, and now you're using some that stuff was that... a big factor of lack of hobby and i think but now that i'm out i'm trying to just have a lot of new stuff i didn't have a lot of these new models like you were saying so i was just kind of playing the new things over and over and now all this new stuff i'm making is making me put it on the table and it's been pretty cool so i guess yeah i can kind of lead into i had the black coach on the table once and played a game uh, this past monday against davy down at the store his slanesh mortals it's an all cav list so okay that was pretty Good. It went heavily handed in my favor. Like Davey wasn't getting any luck. <laughs> similar to our Blood Bowl game. But the my coach performed really well, so that was the thing I was happiest about. It was powered up fully uh, after my turn, too, so that was really awesome. And then <clears throat> uh, the big point was he tried to like pit my Terrorgeist on turn one. It, he, the Terrorgeist dodged it, but the, it was uh, irresistible and took all the levels away from his level two, so... Dodged the one pit, and that was his main thing for taking out my Terrorgeist. And after that, as my Terrorgeist was kind of controlling the battle there. Yeah. So I talked to Davey a little bit after that game, and he's he's like, yeah, Brian just kind of played it cautious, conservative. Yeah. Let forced kind of put things in my court to have to to make something happen, and mm-hmm. when I just couldn't make anything happen, and then that Terrorgeist, yeah. so he just kept sending the Terrorgeist, the Terrorgeist <laughs> passed that pit save, and then he turned around and. You know, yeah, that, my stuff off the table. I mean, that was my main weapon I had. He had two units of knights, so yeah, uh, that was the only thing I was really going to touch. My Graveguard ended up mincing one of them, so that was cool, but that's a prime target for my Terrorgeist. And then his general charged out of a unit of knights because they couldn't get by some redirectors I had to charge my general's unit. But I had my champion to challenge him, so after that, I survived his round of combat, then I screamed off his general. So <laughs> I, just, I just screamed him off. That was kind of a bad ploy, but after the knights actually hit my graveguard with great weapons, the graveguard actually tore him up, so I was kind of surprised by that. Usually chaos knights are kind of hard for me, but those great weapon graveguard are a new thing I put in there. Those have been really good, just a really good tool to have. I had hard, trouble with armor before, so and the terror guys, of course, helps that. But yeah, the black coach was really good. It chased off like those slanesh, um marauders whatever those guys are they ran away from a charge and i redirected into his uh cast well former casters big block uh he had like 10 marauder horsemen he was with so then it took those guys down and ran them down so the coach was just doing awesome too that was just heavily handed in my favor i guess i did eat a chariot charge into my grave guard that almost killed my general like i think i took two wounds and passed enough wards that like two or three ward saves was it to keep her alive so well, that's that's good. Uh, it was good still to hear close, you, but yeah, <laughs> you, you had a you had a game. You, there's still a game of it. I mean, that's the mm-hmm. important thing. Unfortunately, things didn't fall Davy's way. So, from my side of things, it's been mostly hobby. A lot of work on your demons. Yeah, a lot of work on demons. Uh, I've been just trying to assemble and get get the army to the to the point where I can put it on the table. Which, with the way that I'm doing doing the basing and stuff, means a lot of the basing has to be completed on a lot of the models well before I can mount the model to the base. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, 
having to undercoat and build and paint and assemble the base and then be able to attach an undercoated model maybe started to be painted model to that base and then I can at least put it on the table and you know and be able to use it in all honesty hey I'm three colors so I can use it ha ha, ha. <laughs> it's painted uh, I don't feel like that way I feel like it's <laughs> pretty 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 weak at that point but uh you're working on it though but yeah there's there's definitely been some progress there I'm I'm probably pretty close to being able to field 1,500 points realistically. You've played a lot of 1,000 points. A lot of 1,000 points. I've had I've had 1,000 points worth of stuff kind of built. Like since um, you started. That I could take. That I, well, I could, when I bought Kenny's stuff, I had about 1,000 points worth of stuff there that I could play with just out of what was in the box that I could make a legitimate army out of. With a, and I could change things around a little bit, but that was what I had. And then I've slowly started adding. The biggest thing was I just got the... the uh, Praying Mantis models from Raging Heroes, which are really, really awesome. Uh, are those the Daemonet? Yeah, I'm ones? using those for the Daemonets. Uh, so they're much more... If you remember the old style, there was a, the, the style of Daemonet previous to this plastic cat. Yeah, I can't remember the dude who designed them. But. Which was... Yeah, I don't remember the guy that designed them either, but more, more feminine model, much less concern about clothing <laughs> on par- certain female parts. So there was a lot more uh, nudity, which, uh, face it, I'm a guy. I mean, it might be in plastic. It might be in plastic and metal, but it, whatever. <laughs> it's still cool. And uh, these are that same kind of style. Daemonet claws. I feel like I feel like these models, they're a little bit smaller than the current plastics, which I feel like that's okay. Because in all honesty, these, these models are... Our weapon skill, or their strength three, I mean, they're not strong yeah. models with these giant claws that definitely look like they're designed to pierce <laughs> armor. So that I feel like the models represent a little bit better than the current plastics. The, the profile, they're mm-hmm. very dynamic in the, the way they're posed. So they're moving, they're almost, obviously they're a metal model, so there's a limited number of total poses. They still have a lot of, like, variety there. I mean, they look really similar to the witch elves, I guess, as far as, like, how they're posed and stuff. Yeah. But they're that dynamic. They're all over the place. They're pretty cool. So I, I'm really excited to, to get them on the table. I got 12 of them, so I do have a legitimate unit now built and ready. I want to get a Herald of Slanish BSB converted out of those models next. And then maybe, I, I eh, maybe maybe not out of those models. I've been, I'm going to shop around for some cool uh, succubus models that would fit on a on a base 25. that size, on a 25 mil base. So, um, I put together my Demon Prince. So, that's the... the it's a Sophia model. Yeah, I don't know which a, one it from, is. From but... Reaper. It's, uh, yeah, it's the... Uh, yeah, it's... Uh, again, another... It's the topless, <laughs> it's a topless Sophie model from Reaper. So, uh, in the heroic size. So, it's the... I think the 58 mil or whatever... Yeah, I'm not sure what the scale her, is, but it but works. It works perfect for a demon. It fits prince. on a fifty bill. Yeah, it's yeah, it fits right on a fifty right mil. Size. Fills it up. The wings are big. She just looks. She looks really cool and matches that that kind of slaneshi theme that I've got there. That that female, that more feminine slaneshi theme I've got going with the army. So hopefully, I can between those and between those those models being built now and. Uh, 
getting the the second unit of Zeech Horrors actually onto the bases. That'll give me three units of Zeech Horrors that I could effectively put on the table. That gets me plenty of core then. He should to be, be pretty able close to, hit to your 2,000 mark even. Already. Yeah, I mean, I just, little things I need to tweak then in the specials and rare, but I'm, I'm getting close where I even feel 2,000 yeah. points, and then I'll be able to play them a little bit more um, at the store, although I'm kinda, I don't want to push it to being able to play with them. As much as I want to play the, play with the models, I don't want to I don't want to push it to get them pl- onto the table before I'm comfortable with uh, the army and the and the list a little more. The first couple of games at a thousand points, which were wins too, by the way, <laughs> were more in the let's get a bunch of different types of units on the table and let's see what happens. Yeah, and see how I like certain things and. You know, because I've, I've really ruled out, like, I don't want any Nurgle stuff in the army. But I put I have had a beat in my couple of early games. I did have a beast of Nurgle just to kind of... <laughs> I remember some know. yells of how much it sucked yep. going throughout the stuff. <laughs> I am pretty convinced a single beast of Nurgle is garbage. Uh, except for the one game where he basically single-handedly tabled Dustin. <laughs> there, there's a few other little units and things that... You know, skull cannons and the stuff. skill cannon like do i really have to have it and i've honestly i've fired the skill cannon as a cannon yeah less than i've charged it uh-huh. so i mean there's some of that that's kind of laying in as a factor for me like do i really can i get away without having a skill cannon because i'm going to take other things that are going to fill that role that same role with the way I'm playing the list. I think you'd be all right. So I think so, but I, I, at 2K, I'm a little concerned because then I start getting the Damon Prince and stuff like that, and I run out of target saturation then at that point. Like, yeah. the cannons all of a sudden become an anti-cannon target. Like, I see. Hey, I've got I've got cannons of my own, so do you want to do the artillery off or do you want to kill <laughs> my Demon Prince, you know, or kill or kill my greater Demon of Slenish when I hit, you know, the 2,400-point size? Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I, it's it's interesting. I haven't made those decisions yet. Maybe I should pop over on a demons forum and see post a blog what. and see what's up. <laughs> They'll tell you to get some Nurgle and some skull cannon. Yeah, though. pretty much. <laughs> well, I, I think there's I think there's like a good understanding of what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Versus you know what I know. I mean I know what the what the what works. Yeah. It just seems like when you approach something like that, I mean you'll get well like this is the best thing you could do. So I don't know why you'd want to do anything else. I don't know. There's yeah, a lot of that I, that comes up. I don't. I don't need your opinion then, because yeah. that's not what I'm trying to do with it. I don't know. It seems like you're feeling it out well, and you'll figure it out and get what you want to work. So, hopefully, I'm, I'm not expecting to be like top table, just you know, in but... in games. But I'd like to be able to be competitive. I'd like to be able to feel like I could go to a tournament and win three out of my five games on a pretty sure. regular basis. And my more importantly, I want this army to be that next level army in appearance. So I want this army to be something that people talk about and go, wow, that army looks amazing. Mm-hmm. That basing is awesome. The paint on that army is really good. And I think the stuff that I've finished so far, that's definitely in mm-hmm. that category. And you got conversions and stuff in there, which haven't been too prevalent in some yeah. of the other armies. Yeah, definitely. I have never really green crossed stuff. that conversion, green stuff, <laughs> you know, sculpting some, Parts, at least parts of full models from complete scratch, you know, banners, that kind of thing. All adds to it. Yep, definitely. Let's go ahead and get into the end times. So, what is the end times? Yeah, in case you've been under a rock and don't know anything about Warhammer Fantasy. Yeah, just <laughs> in case. Like, but 
I don't know how you'd describe it. It's kind of like the whole next stage of history in the Warhammer world, I guess. So, yeah, one of the things we've had kind of as a running theme of all the 8th edition army books... Two minutes to midnight. ...is a little bit of... (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, a little bit of... uh, Insert, especially certain ones like the dwarf ones, the high elf elf ones, the vampire counts one, all had this kind of following flow of this moving story with this elf princess and Tyrion and Teclas trying to reclaim her Mm -hmm. and whatever from from Manfred, and then the dwarves come to aid. So what the heck happened? And so now you have the end times, and you find out why this elf princess is so important. You have some some battles and more importantly the the dead have risen and most uh, the big bad boy himself nagash <laughs> is back is back uh, along with everything that's pretty much ever died in the old world <laughs> yeah it's probably the best way to describe it so yeah this first run of books it seems to be like it's going to be a series of end time stuff we're gonna see but the first one's all about nagash and the yeah. I don't know if it's all. I, I, that's the. It's the kind of the silly thing. I don't. You know, as it might be titled Nagash, and I obviously that's because they want to sell you a hundred five dollar model. Well, it's, but you don't think it's all about him. But I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't think there's there's a lot of stuff that's going on that, especially early in the book, in the the story of the book, the 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 big book that which is all story, uh, all fluff. It, there's a lot of stuff going on that doesn't necessarily involve Nagash. It is setting up the end times. You have Skaven running rampant in Lustria. You have uh, Estalia and uh, the another little nation are fall to Skaven. You have the, the massive chaos host led mm-hmm. by Archaon being rallied and coming down from the north and destroying Kislev to the point that, you know, Kislev says, you know, people from Kislev go into the Empire and they don't ask for aid in defense of Kislev. They're like, yeah, you get ready to protect your border because, <laughs> you know, we are... We're already smoked. We're done. <laughs> there is there is no Kislev. Just assume it's gone. Don't send help. <laughs> so, yeah, it's pretty much all the evil armies, I guess, rising up in there coming to take over the world pretty much yeah it's it's if you people are familiar with the if you've played warhammer long enough ago and this is like 10 12 years back the old storm of chaos campaign this is almost maybe didn't like happen. it's like a redo so. a redo of that <laughs> campaign and, and and that's kind of a good thing too because that campaign it the way it worked out they kind of fizzled it out yeah it, yeah it petered out <laughs> it wasn't nearly as cool uh as it could have been like it started out really cool and the the release that they had for, and then the story at the end when the campaign that was an online campaign that everybody would log that into the website, totally and botched games, it. and then the end was like <laughs> they, because because the forces of destruction did so badly, yep, that in that in that campaign that by the end of it the result was men, and I definitely don't think it was the result that Games Workshop wanted. No, that was kind of silly to tie it into the <laughs> and have it hinge on that. So I think they when they came up with eighth. They at some point early in the release cycle said they nixed that whole storyline. Let's just nix that and go back before that happened, and let's just do it over. And this time, it doesn't look to me like they're launching it as an online campaign, but rather as a series of end time books. Yeah, full blown story that are giving a full blown story. Yeah, full blown story, and 
some special rules for recreating those games on the tabletop. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so you kind of talked about it, but like this first release, the Nagash thing is actually divided into the two books. Like the one, pretty much everything we've just been talking about covers like all that fluff you've been reading through. And it's a pretty big <laughs> book. And then and there's the other, the book two is actually like the rules that you just kind of brought up. That it's a really these tiny are all book. The, the undead. It's about standard army book size, but except the actual rules for new units is like really. It's like tiny. five pages or so. Yeah, there's there's really not that much. <laughs> but that's what you get out of it. It's like eighty five bucks, I think. Eighty five U.S. dollars. And that's for the regular side. version, just the two books in their sleeve. So here is where I chime in my two cents on: Is this a good value for your dollar? So. I, I actually bought it. Well, some sucker like you bought it, I guess. I did. I did buy it. <laughs> and, you know, part of that I bought it because I'm super into the Nagash stuff. So, I kinda, they kind of suckered me when they said Nagash. <laughs> and, they, you know, Let as much as I'm like, take my why money. Am I, why am I <laughs> buying this ridiculously overpriced model and this $85 set of books? And then shopping on eBay like crazy to get a really expensive overpriced set of undeath cut magic cards since they can't just print them yeah. since i can't since i'm pretty confident they're not going to print another run um just like they never do for any other magic cards yeah it doesn't make any sense to me that's <laughs> I, another it's like printing gold don't get me started <laughs> but i i think value for the money uh this i don't know it's 85 dollars for a storybook which is really cool. Like all the art in it is yeah, these are really nice. Colored gloss it's pages, hard cover, but eighty five dollars for a storybook, and it's pretty clear as you read the story. While it's, pre- I I found that the story has been fairly <laughs> well written and enjoyable. You think there's some product from, placement uh, from it, it? Is yeah, there's some <laughs> serious product placement in there, where it's pretty clear. Like oh hey, look, they're spirit hosts. Oh hey, like verbatim, this is the entry that it is that. They're describing not you don't you know they're describing a unit by using its army entry. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you how many times there were direwolves and black knights and tomb guard. Yeah, well, I mean know, all these units that you're you're used to. Now all that is good, but charging me eighty five dollars for basically a storybook, and then when we get to the rules, a lot of people I know I've seen people on the internet talk. Oh yeah, they kind of copped out on the rules. It's kind of weak. Yeah, there are, I think, 20 scenarios, 20 new scenarios in there that can play out the various different battles from the end times that appear that occur during the Nagash book. Yeah, like the whole back half of that one book is all scenarios. Which is really cool, and I really want to play some of those. Is there objectives in there, or is it just like these guys faced off? And... I think I don't I don't think it's linked in any kind of campaign because it's it's various different random armies so it's not really set up as a campaign it's just set no. up it's very similar to just the way random that battles yeah. I, it's really yeah it's, I, I think like back to the lord of the rings the way they did the lord of the rings release and like the movie battles they didn't really link any of the battles together but nope. you could play any of those scenarios and replay a lord of the rings scenario. you could definitely do that if you wanted to somehow I think but there's... i mean it's not built into the rules but yeah it's just playing each battle as like the matchups that happened in the book in the exactly story. It's definitely clear at a couple points in the story where, where things happen that they've, they're using the story to justify some of the new rules that they're releasing as far as army construction. Oh yeah, there's a couple of times where you can see like, okay, that's okay, that's the spell that's in the new lore of undeath. 
<laughs> or oh hey that which is kind of cool like have that fluff tie-in where you can see that this in-game thing is working but it's also kind of like ah like, i've already bought you you got me <laughs> you know i'm i've bought the 85 dollar box set you here. need the rest of it though you know i don't you know selling me more stuff i feel like that's an old for the for the price for your value for what you're getting I don't know. I'm I'm really hard pressed to feel like I got my eighty five dollars worth of, of product. So we'll see. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, the collector in me is going to be really hard pressed to to want to put this stuff up on eBay at some point. But <laughs> but and I know I'm going to loan you at least the Nagash book so you can read the yeah, book one. I didn't actually buy it myself, but the story is the most interesting thing in picking it up as far as I'm concerned. Like, but yeah, doing I don't really have a lot of time just to kick around reading it, so. It's not worth my 85 at the moment. Like, I guess you're kind of still hashing out whether it's worth it to you, but I think the 85 is really paying for, like, the product you get and maybe not the content. I guess you're looking, comparing it yeah, to the content. I mean, I don't know. I, if it was worth it to you. I, it's really cool, like, all the pictures and the pictures of the armies yeah. and the models and stuff like that that kind of go with it, and that's laid out really well. But from a, from what I get and what I'm going to get replayability out of, out of this, like, there's a good... St- there's a, a fairly decent story, but to be entirely honest, I read a novel once and I'm pretty much done with it. I yeah, it over there's not much else I, to do I, with it. I go there. buy it. Yeah, I usually buy my novel at half price books. I then take my novel back to half price books Trade and sell it, it <laughs> for for at least a little bit of money, and that's it. And I'm paying you know eight to ten dollars for a novel versus eighty five dollars for a novel. Yeah. So then I go to the, and so then I go. What's the other value to this? That would help. What I, what adds to my gameplay here? Well, there's new lore, new spell lore. Yep, the lore of undeath, which is, uh, you know, take it or leave it. I, th- I, I'm not a real big fan of being able to use it with every single army in the game. It makes but, sense for the scenario purposes of the rules, but beyond yeah. that, yeah, I don't know. Just to have it in any pickup game that you're going to play, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm good with that. It's kind of weird. Like I'm an undead player, so it doesn't really matter to me. But it's. It seems like a lot of people locally have even jumped on uh, buying up undead models and having them so they can actually raise them and use the lore of undeath. I mean, a few people have played a couple of the games. Yeah. So I'm kind of surprised to see that from the people who like don't already have undead armies. <laughs> like, if you have them sitting around, it makes sense. Like, why get, not? But to yeah. go buy new stuff just so you can well, <laughs> use the lore. I, I think it's an, ex- you know, from a sales and marketing perspective, I think it's, it, I think it's a really cool thing to do. Because it gets people to buy undead models. Yeah, for sure. And if they started to buy them sooner or later, with the way the lore is structured, you're like, well, I really need to have this on hand because I might want to summon this. <laughs> Otherwise, you could and get I a might, spell and that I'm going to need useless. this, and I might need to summon this. And all of a sudden, you got about a thousand points of extra <laughs> undead stuff. And then you're like, oh, well, I already got a thousand points worth of undead stuff. May as well finish. Might off as the well army. finish an army. <laughs> Or oh heck, I'll just do the army of undeath and buy a Nagash and throw him in for a hundred bucks, you know. And all of a sudden, now I've got my army in Nagash. Except then I go, what the heck's a Nagash going to raise? And I got to buy another thousand dollar, another thousand <laughs> points worth of stuff. Uh, so there's, I think there, I think from a marketing and sales perspective, that's a really brilliant on Games Workshop's pr- space. Um, me as a Tomb King player. I'm super You're praising hallelujah for the, the army for the new of undead death is like alright, my army is actually playable. And that's even just I mean the undead army you can pretty much combine most everything from vampire counts and anything you want from 
the Tomb King's army. The characters are kind of the more limited yeah, choices, but just a I few mean, special character. We have all the normal character slots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the no armies. names. That is the, the, the yeah. no name character, the unnamed characters. It's the special characters that you're limited in. Yeah. So like, there's there's no Setra in the army of undeath that's could be commanded by Nagash because because he may or may not have gotten whacked in the. I'm not <laughs> entirely sure. I haven't got that far yet. <laughs> yeah. That that is one thing too. If you're attached to some some of the characters, uh, the big name characters in the Warhammer world. Game of Thrones time. Man. Yeah, this is this book <laughs> is some serious t- Game of Thrones. George R. R. Martin, kill him off, <laughs> dead. <laughs> it also there's some kind of neat caveats to things that are changing in in potentially a couple army books that haven't been released yet that I would expect to see in the new army books. So. Stuff going on with the Bretonians, stuff going on with the Beastmen, mm-hmm. stuff going on with the Skaven, all just kind of little, if you kind of pick up on the way that they're laying in these product placement points, if you think about that from hopefully these other armies, I think it's we're going to start seeing some of these, so when we get those army books out, they'll continue to add to the story, as well as have changes some drastic change some somewhat drastic changes in some of the some cases like Petonia <laughs> um I think there's going to be some drastic changes to that book because of the things that have happened in mm-hmm. end times in and that's a pretty big deal I mean nothing like this has happened for a long time as far as the fluff goes. I've, I've been never seen anything kind of like in the same stage since like fifth edition or something like that yeah I've, maybe even before that it hasn't really I, I changed think, much yeah even back and forth I don't think there was any major yeah. changes to the to the story or background, they'd go back like every edition would just basically rewrite, recap the same stuff, yep. recap the same stuff. And this looks like it's evolving the storyline, and hopefully, where ninth picks up is will be after the end times, and we'll just continue this new evolving, growing story in the Warhammer world. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about how the rules, the undead army, actually improved your Tomb Kings. Like, what do you, what happened? So I think the first thing you have is. The fact that your army no longer crumbles. Never, ever? Ever, ever. If you lose your Hierophant or your Vampire, it don't matter. Yeah, it's just not, not even crumble. a rule in the Undead Army anymore. It's just gone. No crumb. The power of Nakash is enough to sustain your army, even if your lesser little lackey j- leader <laughs> casters are gone. And in the Tomb King world, that's... That's the bigger deal there. That's, you know, yeah. VC, it stinks when you lose you lose like your general, and then stuff crumbles for that turn, and then as long as you have another character to pick mm-hmm. it up, you're fine. Uh, but in Tomb Kings... That's just backbreaking. You know, I've lost games where I, like, turn two, lost my Hierophant, and then my opponent just kind of sat there on their side of the board. Watched it fall and apart. And just watched, watched me have to have to now push my stuff forward because it's a race against time. Yeah. And they can pick me off at their leisure as I'm falling apart, you know, on the way there. Even even with the higher leadership stuff, you're taking, like, okay, why is that toughness eight worse, Sphinx? Well, now it was five wounds, but by the time it got there, it's three wounds because it took two crumbles. <laughs> it's only got three wounds left, and, and it's going to crumble into combat, one more in combat. You know, got in combat, <laughs> and then I had a whiff roll, and I lost combat by two, and now it's just take it off. Mm-hmm. So that's a huge patch for the Tomb Kings. You don't think it's overpowered or anything like that, vampire-wise or anything? From the Tomb King perspective, I don't think so at all. And I've played a couple of games now, and I didn't talk about them at the beginning here when kind I was doing all our. This. 
Yeah, so I've I've brought the Tomb Kings back out last couple of weeks because I you know I'm gonna talk about the demons no. not getting the demons ready to go quite yet. Army of Undead Tomb Kings. So I've, yeah, the Army of the Undeath, or yeah, I think it's Army of Undeath, something like that. Undead yeah. Legions or something. Or Undead Legions. Yeah, something like that. Anyways, I brought it back out, played it on the table a couple of times, and one of the first things I was thinking like, well, maybe I'll just do Tomb King flavored 3K for Screw City GT, which is coming up, and. I realized I didn't have enough core. I'm like, I'm not excited enough to paint not, paint more core. 20 but, more archers. Yeah. <laughs> 20 more archers. Just need another chariot unit. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, um, anyway. So, yeah. So, I, I, I put them on the table, and I played against Eric's Ogres, and it was, like, night and day different. Like, being able to... The, another big rule change is that as long as you're within 12 inches of your general, you could march. Yep, they patched that like, over from oh DC my God. Tomb Kings. So, right away I saw that was just <laughs> like, okay, so now, like, one of my biggest problems was I would always get my War Sphinxes cannonballed off or blasted off they couldn't early get in the game before they, could, before they could get there. When you have three or four turns to soften my Toughness 8 big bad boy monsters up... Generally, by the time I get there, I just don't have enough left oomph left to do anything. Well, now I can mark, you know, I can t- first turn one, March 12, and I can turn around the signature spell for the two I think kings. Is this just is getting brilliant. into a little bit of shenanigans. Because <laughs> is it lets you move as if it's a remaining boost phase. So you technically could march your unit again. But, and it's like you can do it to everybody within 12 inches or yes. whatever. I think that's pretty shenanigans. <laughs> like when you can move 16 inches or something in a turn. I think that's kind of silly, but you I don't know. know. I, I'm not sure how big of a difference it's actually going to make in a game. Maybe that's the Tomb King's big spell, then. That's their six dice, I, I or think you want to hope to try and stop or something if I it's think that big that, of a deal. Yeah, I think that's uh, uh, for, say, Vampire Counts casters. So the Vampire Counts so, players look at this army of undeath, and they're like, does this throw your really Lich add anything to my army? Well, <laughs> there's one thing right away. It adds, you know, you could take a a, a level one lich or a level like two you know, lich priest for signature spell, you know, signature spell casting, just to have that option. That would be pretty nuts. Or even better, what I found, which I really want to do that early in the game, so I almost have to buy for that guy in the list because I. But I have found that if I take uh, the lore of undeath on a level four, which I've been doing in both of my both of my games I fielded this is that at some point I'm like, uh, oh, what do I need? I need a I need a necromancer to get that raise healing spells. Poof. Okay, I'll just raise one. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty cool and the I mean that's what the whole undead uh lore of undeath is. It's just raising stuff besides a couple spells like there's the old hand of dust is back and I think something else. Otherwise the yeah, rest like of it is... Yeah, it's a magic missile type spell. Yeah, there's a direct damage thing. But otherwise all the rest is summoning and it's just kind of levels of summoning of what you With can get. certain points costs and models mm-hmm. is what And you type get. of models, yeah. And then the attribute for every time you get a, uh, a raised spell off you get... Some counters. You get a, t- a counter which counts for more points mm-hmm. when you want to basically use the counters. So your plan... Yeah, that's a I don't know. It seems pretty crazy. I haven't seen it in action yet, unfortunately. And I don't think. I mean, you've played it. How much have you actually summoned? Like, has it been that big of a deal, or what's happening? Most of the time, games? I find myself summoning a little little ten man units of skeletons because you can get those with a signature signature spell, and that's not too hard to get off. <laughs> and since I don't have zombies, I've been just summoning skeletons, so mm-hmm. little ten packs of skeletons, and then I've been using it to get characters where I need, it, like a wraith or a 
or uh necromancer uh, uh not a necromancer yeah a necromancer or white kings or anything like that yeah i haven't really used a white king i don't i didn't i didn't bring a model for it so i haven't yeah. used it for a white king but a necromancer and uh Mm-hmm. I've had like a spare monster, and I've had. I did get off once in a brilliant effort. I got. <laughs> I re. I, I generated a five pack in my game against Eric. I generated a five pack five pack of hex race, and then I turned around and used the Tomb King's move spell to and move, then moved them through. Some. So then they got to move. <laughs> and yeah, there's quite a bit of yeah. Moves, yeah, it was great. I don't know. Parent, some that's. I think that's the biggest like threat and strength of the undead are the undeath army is just pairing some of these combos together between vampire counts and tomb kings there's just some hot combos in there yeah it's one of those things i'm not sure how up. well some of that was thought out it's actually going to balance out but, but it's also taking two armies that were not that neither of these armies are wrecking havoc on the top tables at any tournament. Definitely not, <laughs> Definitely tomb, not tomb Kings. King. Vampires, vampires, I think, are, are solid, solid but, but somehow not, they fell off the top. Yeah, yeah, but they're not. I, I don't see them a lot, and maybe it's just maybe it's a Midwest thing. Maybe maybe it's the uh, our no comp, you know, kind of experience that's leading this. But vampires seem to at the bigger five games two day tournaments seeming to struggle. Yeah. getting to those top those top 10 tables. I think they have some weaknesses too, like facing demons is always tough and yeah. stuff like that. And those are definitely one of the other top armies you'll see a lot. Of. Exactly. So, so that's kind of keeping them out. I think, I think there's in, you know, as a, as a whole, there's the, this army of undeath doesn't make either army over the top. And if it's tournament legal, we'll see, we haven't had a tournament where that's it's been legal yet, air, yeah. but I don't think it's gonna, I don't think it's going to drastically raise the vampire count the the old vampire counts armies to the point that they're so much better than they used to be i don't see that either like like i said i was talking about combos and stuff but usually that'll be good for like one kind of death star unit or something like that you can pile all this stuff into one thing and then even raising stuff i mean you're gonna have to have quite a few extra models and actually get those spells off and stuff i mean it's a lot of ifs yeah because i I mean how many vc players i mean even like oh hey they're they're allowing army of undeath well I'm just going to submit my army as Army of Undeath instead because I get the I'm never going to crumble, but I'm going to play my army as if it's a VC army. Yeah. And here I I'm, I'm not going out of my way to buy extra models from the Tomb Kings range because other than the Hierophant and the Casket of Souls, nothing jumps off the page at you in a vampire in a in the Tomb Kings book that goes. Man, I really want to include this. Well, there's kind of silly stuff like with the my will be done that can add a lot to making your skeletons good and stuff like that, uh, transferring their weapon skill to them, and then the other big thing is like the necrotect adding hatred's pretty good too. Yeah, and I, then if you get some buffs on them and stuff, you can have a pretty good unit of just like skeletons with spears. Unfortunately, or you still have skeletons with spears that are strength. Mind razor. Hold uh, on. Man. Where are you getting that shadow in? The vampires can take shadow. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> so you gotta, you gotta, you're gonna have to pack in. I guess you, you could have to pack in like a, you know, in order to make sure you get mind raiser, you're gonna have to pack in a level four shadow. Mm-hmm. You gotta have, you know, maintain your model count. You're gonna have to have a lot of Nihik, uh, uh, um invokes, invocations yeah. of whatever it is from it's, the lore yeah. of vampires. It's a lot of shenanigans. I mean, it, it's just there, but yeah. I mean, the vampire counts list is so solid. Like, you don't really see much unless you want to just add it for the heck of it. Besides, like you said, the casket or something like that. So I think from the now, I, I will say in all of the games that I have played with, or, the, or I should say all the games, the two games now I've played with 
basically porting my Tomb Kings over to Army of Undeath, including some Vampire Counts units, because I've included things like Spirit Hosts. Mm-hmm. The additional, one well, of the biggest things I've noticed when playing my Tomb Kings in in incorporating this huge this these in the army of undeath was that the little things like vampire counts have so many little very good chaff units yeah vampires and have awesome chaff dire wolves and spirit hosts dire wolves spirit hosts money you know a uh, single wraith character you know all that kind of stuff that i could i could i didn't have access tomb kings don't have good chaff and i think no. it's another spot where they struggle as an army and i have good chaff now in my army <laughs> Which it's real. It really ch- it changed the way I played and made my game. Like I played, so I played Eric, and Eric's kind of new at the game and stuff. And so I played him at three K. He's not he a didn't know what any of my stuff really knew. Well, I think his biggest problem is he didn't know what any of my stuff did. Yeah, so he I don't think he's played priority, on that a whole lot. And he only brought one. He only brought one Iron Blaster at at three thousand points. So you know, <laughs> there were a couple of things that the kind of took him by surprise took him big time by surprise and in my next game i played it was a 2000 point or a 2400 point game against uh big ben down to the store another and ogre. another ogre player and he brought you know he's bringing the full-on ogre gut, gut star, star yeah. of doom there was no mourn fang two two iron blasters and then a couple other things so yeah i killed everything else on the table i couldn't I, at some point I couldn't deal with the gut star. Couldn't touch the dust star. Now I was close to taking care of the gut star. I had three, I had three six dice purple suns <laughs> at the gut star. I missed it all three times. So I, I whiffed to cast once where it was so low that he was easily able to dispel it. Mm-hmm. And then the other two times I misfired once, and then I, Ugh. you know. But there was my answer. I still had an answer because I had a level four death wizard mm-hmm. in the army. So, but I in a, but I I felt like I had a chance in that game because I had all this really good chaff to kind of bog down that gut star, deal with the, the rest of the stuff on the table, and try to jam purple suns in the gut star. And eventually, I just I ran out of level four death wizard before <laughs> the before he ran out of gut star because I couldn't land a purple sun. And that's just dice. That's not. I I played things pretty well. I think there was a couple of spots where I'm like I could have played better, but. I played the game pretty well, I thought. Yeah, the gut star is pretty tough. I mean, and when you don't have chaff. <laughs> yeah, it's really like but before with the Tomb Kings, it was just oh, he and you're slow, so you can't he really jam that. Yeah, I can't enough. get out of the way. <laughs> I, he's just gonna ram that thing directly into my face, and there was nothing I could do and about go it. Go get your hair fan and make him crumble. Like okay, awesome, good game. <laughs> this was brilliant, but that's not the case anymore. So. <laughs> I thought that was that was awesome. So from a Tomb King side of things, I thought those were the things that I thought made made the experience much better. Sounds now, like somebody's getting their money worth out of this. Really? So from a gameplay perspective, <laughs> now whether you need to buy it to know whether all I, that, yeah, I didn't need to buy an eighty five dollars set for you know two pages of rules. Yeah, uh, that's that's pretty. You know, sorry sorry to say, but I I could have. Just as easily found a mysterious PDF on the internet. <laughs> got the next. Waited until Army Builder puts in the next yeah. up build update, where they'll have an army of undeath, and yeah, I'm good. Aside from knowing the spell lore, if you want to use it, I mean, there's not really that much to remember for the rules. It's just that you can march within yeah. twelve. You don't crumble. Raising is slightly it. changed, and the Nehekarn undead rule is now just changed to undead. Yeah, 
yeah all undead is just undead so everything that affects either affects both in the undead yep. world there's no specific wording for that anymore and uh yeah and then the only other thing that changed major change here is army construction rules yep that's a big thing in just the end times so these apparently the pushes big character games is what they want is what they're trying to kind of structure things as yeah and part of that i think is well you release nagash as a 105 dollar model you want to sell nagash you come up with a set of bucks for nagash <laughs> uh how many points crud, is nagash he's a thousand points. <laughs> and, uh, well, twenty-five percent of a thousand points. Uh, twenty-five. How big of I think like four thousand points of army. That's a regular nobody, pickup game, man. Nobody plays that. <laughs> uh, crud. Okay, well, we'll just change the army creation rules so that you people can include him. Now, do I think Nigash is valid in our canon-heavy environment at two thousand points? No, I don't think he's a a valid character choice. He's too easily cannonballed off the table in a couple of turns, I think. Yeah. I mean, his main defense is, like, raising stuff so you his, can't get to him kind his, of thing. His biggest, well... He's plenty tough, but he's get not Get himself be, into combat yeah. so he can start healing his wounds back. Yeah, he's plenty tough, but he's... Yeah, can't... He's still got a weakness to the cannons, and he's a big enough model you're going to hit him <laughs> yeah. relatively he, easily. He is really set up well to run off of the Lore of Undeath, so you... Like, a lot of things make you... You want to take Lore of Undeath with him, but Lore of Undeath does not have a spell to heal... Mm -hmm. I think if you do use like the vampire spells, you can use the attribute to heal him. I imagine, but that's only like one rune a cast as well. We're talking, so that's not much. Yeah, but it's it's better than a poking. Right now, there's no way to heal him other than <laughs> nope. getting him. I think he heals himself when he gets into combat. Yeah, I think he his starts sword butchering things. He heals wounds. Yeah, maybe he doesn't. Yeah, I don't think he does. Brutal. But he's still safe from whatever. I mean. When he's fighting, he can't get hit. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely... And he crumbles less, but that's a Nagash rule. But, yeah, in, the, in a cannon-heavy environment, he's the biggest, biggest, giantest model. You're not hiding this guy behind anything. <laughs> no. But he's on an Arachnorok base, and he's, what, probably a foot tall. Yeah, I bet he is. So you gotta, you're going to have to have some insanely huge terrain before he's hiding. You need a mountain. So, yeah. <laughs> Basically, that's why he's it, on the other side of this mountain. That's why his pyramid flies and follows him around. He hides behind it. <laughs> Apparently, that's that's why he's, he brings his own train piece to hide behind. But you're just oh, we were talking about the army changes of fifty percent lords, and that's mainly probably so you can field Nagash. But but it also, I think it also fits the kind of what we're seeing in the story here. I mean, it's so you can replay those big battles. It's all these characters facing off. I mean, the heroes of the times. Yeah, it's... And these epic battles clashing. A lot of big character type stuff is going on here. You know, whether it's Lo Louis Loencore from the Bretonians, Altherium the Grim. Everybody's in the mix. Ungren you know, Iron Fist from the Dwarves. Lots of big name characters all having big battles. Big, big action type stuff. I mean, looking at the rest of them, you're talking about Nagash. I think he does have 10 wounds. Yeah, he has 10 wounds or whatever, so that's a little bit of cannon protection there. But like you said, as far as healing them, that's yeah. a tough bet. I, well, you know, I, I don't think that you get turn one cannon off the board, but... Could. But the problem, it's possible. <laughs> yeah, and he only has a four plus ward save. Yeah, you could lose him before, before the game, but realistically, turn two, maybe turn three, if you don't have a way to heal him now, one or two wounds back... That's, is, he's still not gone from one hit. 
anyway, that's a big deal. But the rest of the new models, uh, we lead into all the Mortarks or whatever they're called. I'm not even sure what that word's supposed to mean. So but. basically, the Gash <laughs> has nine lieutenants, and so they're called the Mortarks. Whatever they that... used to be, men, great kings of men. Oh wait, no, that's no, no, else. yeah, wrong game. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, not all of them have rules in this thing. Uh, we yeah, have Monfred, like four or five of them. Archon, Neferata, Vlad, and Krell, I think, are the the five yep. that make it into the book and actually have their own special rules so these guys actually replace any former rules they had and it, it the, for when you're taking the army of undeath yeah you for still when you're taking play the in like the vc army book or the wherever the appropriate place uh tomb king's army book where they come from yeah and note that almost all of them come from the vc army book not uh neferata's not even in a book well, well, I guess if you, she would well, be, I was only thinking about the big three dudes. Yeah, but the VC yeah, book, the Krell and Vlad, or the VC book took a strong Sylvania run. This that's time. what's been, yeah, and that's what's been ruling the whole story is all the Karstein stuff. I mean, you don't even have mention of any of the other vampires. Yeah, there's any the other bloodlines or anything like that. Yeah, I guess there's some of the Saratosan ones and some Lustria vampires or something in the story of. Eventually, in, too. In this, in this, they do mention, yeah, the they don't have big rules. Though. So, yeah, the, one of the other Mortarks is, and he's not, he doesn't have rules in the books. It's the uh, the pirate king, uh, the vampire pirate king. Yeah, I can't from remember Sarato- his name either. The Sartosan but... vampires, and yeah, there's a couple other mentions. They mention who all of them are, and mm-hmm. they're all like guy characters. You, you, if you know the undead Warhammer fluff, you remember them. So, as far as the rest of the releases, then what did have new rules are these the three big Mortarks that ride their abyssal tear things or whatever they're called. I don't remember what they're called. Yeah, I think they're some kind of giant... Yeah, I don't remember what they're exactly called, but... But the three of them, the Monfred, Archon, and Neferata, all ride on these huge beasties and have, like, a combined profile, which is kind of a new thing, which yeah. might be the way of things to come. Yeah, maybe that's a... that's That is interesting. I definitely think that changes... That changes the cannons quite a bit as far as how easy it is to take them off, but yeah, it, I mean, it's still possible. They all have Ten wounds, then it definitely yeah, it and definitely, your saves combined onto both of them. So yeah, I, I think that would be really. I'm, I'm interested to see now in the future of you know. I don't Potential think we'll see it in eighth edition. You know, yeah, this is definitely a possible uh, rules thing for ninth, where you'll see uh, maybe it is that you have a dragon rider entry, or somehow we have a way to combine a dragon slash rider you know lord mm-hmm. on dragon pr- profile together to make a mashed profile and that kind of makes a lot more sense i mean it ties in right to how like cavalry works and stuff it's more or less just like a buff add-on to your dude and he's on this whatever mount so i mean if it's not i could too take far-fetched a, if i could take a combined if i com- say i combine the wounds on my lord plus the wounds that come on my dragon so now i have an eight wound dragon rider that's mm-hmm. a single profile I get the dragon's toughness because I take, pick the higher of the two. I get the dragon's strength, maybe, so I pick the higher of the two. All of a sudden, that dragon is really good for me taking as a lord choice. I don't even know if it's that makes it really good. It just makes it not garbage against like a cannon. Yeah, I mean, it <laughs> nowadays makes it significantly. It's I can pretty survive. reasonable. I can survive a cannonball. And I don't think that's too unreasonable, so I think that's pretty cool with some of these new dudes now. Like, the only one I really have any interest in would maybe be Monfred, but I think I'm always going to field him as his other version. He's not too different as the Mortark guy, but then he has to be on this big beast guy, and you would have to be playing a lord. So, yeah, all three of those big beast ones are 650 points, too, so they're tough to field. Oh, yeah, you're going to have to play him in 2,500. 
point games that well if best... you're playing army of undeath oh well yeah if you're playing with the end times rules that's more end times rules than army of undeath i think we'll see i mean we'll see there's a couple well, of tournaments that that are well there's one tournament now one major tournament that is allowing full-on army of undeath it seems really the, shenanigans and the to... army const- army creation rules to let them have 50 percent, but nobody else at 50 well i, I that think that they're allowing it for all armies oh okay so they're just you taking that army construct army list construction for all armies that sounds pretty interesting i guess i don't think it would affect too much i mean you can just actually put those big lords on the table on a dragon or such I, th- I think what it's affecting for the other armies that are is that they're able to take uh and invest into double level fours a little more easily yeah and At least the spellcasters are a little easier, but you like you could very rarely have a fighty guy and a level four, I guess, lord level. You couldn't, you can't really get a fighty guy in a in a in a lord level four four. Nope. Now you could get a, you can easily get a nice fighty guy and a level four, yeah. or you could get double level four without too much of a problem. Mm-hmm. In some of the in some of the harder to get level double level four lists. Yeah, that'd be a big deal to vampires to me because then you could have. Uh, vampire who's actually like I mean a regular vampire and then you could also have your backup master necromancer to actually like run the magic show and have your fighty vampire but the fighty vampires are so expensive you can't really do both unless you get into some higher points levels to actually have them both kitted out to where you'd want them so what do you think uh total is it uh are you super stoked and want to go out and get everything for the end times or are you are you kind of on the fence with, well, with how you think it is? Obviously, I didn't, so <laughs> that might say something for it. Like, I could see if I was maybe focusing on Tomb Kings more, I'd be like, hey, this is just making my army better kind of thing, and then go for it. Uh, but since I'm playing vampire counts, I don't really see that big of a benefit to me. And, like, it feels so up in the air of, like, how accepted the rules are going to be because, like, GW isn't clear on it either. It's just like, you can play this, here it is kind of thing. And they don't say, like, this is, like, set in stone rules and anybody can play by this and it's like perfectly legit and stuff like that so yeah I don't that think... leaves me on the fence a little bit like i really like that my vampire counts are the vampire counts so i think it takes something away when you have them combined a little bit to me and when i'm a hardcore vampire counts player or, or even like my tomb kings are all tomb kings that's for sure and the benefit just isn't there for the vampires to me. And well, it, like the, the lore benef- doesn't the interest me that rules much. Rules benefits there. I mean, a little. I mean, not crumbling, but meh. That's Everything not, else is the same. Usually if my vampire dies, I've already lost my game anyway. <laughs> the way I play. So it's not too big of a deal to me. So that's why I haven't picked it up. I haven't even played uh, as the army of undeath yet or anything. And like the new models aren't that interesting to me. Like the Mortark models on their abyssal whatever they're called uh, i actually saw a really cool conversion using the necrosphinx bits slapped onto that and that looked pretty cool although it's only going to fit on this monstrous base but being that i was going to make the scorpion king as my necrosphinx or whatever i don't really have a use for it but i just thought that was a really cool conversion and then those whatever the fly guys whatever they're called they're a new model too and i don't really the have any archive or something like that i think yeah something like that i don't really have any use for them or care for their models yeah the morgast guys the Morgus, but yeah i don't like the look of those i don't like the look of nagash really <laughs> he's better than the old one but well that would have taken yeah, you know i could not slap much. some paint on the wall but probably he's... Done that. <laughs> he still has that same style and he just looks kind of corny to me i like some that i've seen i want to see more that are painted up by not gw because i just can't stand whatever gw is doing to paint their stuff lately they all look awful to me so yeah, seeing really... seeing a better painted one would be cool 
I'm really looking forward to seeing Eric's bottle when he gets it finished. Mm-hmm. So, and he, I think he was shooting to have that done for the uh, Undead versus the World because we're using his his version of Nagash. Yeah, and we want to have him painted, hopefully, and at least assembled. But, and then the Spirit Host, I think are it's awesome that they actually have a decent looking model for the Spirit Host. Those other ones were awful, and they've been around forever. So that's my favorite thing of them, but. I use the Army of the Dead from Lord of the Rings as my spirit host. Yeah, because I don't the battles need to are so bad for so buy many any years. more of them, so I don't have any reason for those either. So personally, myself, I'm that was one of the kits. I'm like, ooh, that not only the, I have a bunch of the old like the dudes and sheets ones, yeah. yeah, spirit hosts, which are really lame. But I'm kind of thinking. So part of this has got me. I have a pile of, like this really old vampire count <laughs> stuff that I got from a uh, friend that got out of the game. And it was all painted really bad, and it all has to get stripped down, and it's all like a lot of the older, kind of cheesy models that you'd have, some of the cheesier models that you'd have uh, back then type figures. And I'm and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, you know, I could have this like really quick hit, paint up this Tomb King army or this Vampire Counts army, uh, and have a, a, another army in my stable. And I could have all you know, these classic kind of, you know, lame spirit hosts. But at the same time, I've heard a lot about you going and talking about getting. Maybe I'll get the new Black Knights. Maybe. I'll, like, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm very on the fence. I'm still haven't decided. Well, I really like the writers, and I have a ton of those. Like we were sitting there playing Blood Bowl, and at some point, I'm like, okay, this is just this game sucks so bad. <laughs> so like do I don't want to just stop playing, or like say let's concede. You know, concede and just line up again. You know? <laughs> Like okay, I'll work on some models, and there's there's a bit of downtime too in Blood Bowl, but yeah, you're when it's not your turn. Turns, yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, I'll just work on some models, and it's not the first time I've done that either. While hmm. I'm sitting here and working on models while I'm playing the game, and yep, just like okay, well, I'm like, wow, I've got a lot of these Blood Knight, or I got a lot of these Black Knights, these old old metal knights on the really bad skeletal steeds. Bus time, and then I'm thinking, well, first I'm thinking like. <laughs> Oh, man, I'll just put a, a very little bit of work into these guys, and I'll paint them up real fast and then get them on the table, and I'll have a couple of night buses, slop some skeletons and some zombies together, and poof, I've got 2,000 points worth of army. Then I'm like, oh, but wait, there's more. <laughs> I could do them on bases like my Tomb Kings. Oh, wait, then I'd have to paint them up really nice, and then I could take like a Neferata theme because I'm I'm just literally I get, as I'm reading the, the gas book, I'm getting super stoked. Like I want to do this army, and I want to do that army, <laughs> and I want to do this, and I want to do that, and I want to do I want to do this, and I want to. I I've always been a really big fan of the undead, and I'm in the, also I, I kind of want to do this like Halloween undead that I've had in my mind. But yeah, so many options and not enough time to get it all done. That's all. It's the end of the story is not enough time to get it all done. So the hook's in your mouth. It just didn't quite sink in. I'm yet. not sure. Oh, that's, and then it's the other thing. Like, oh, crud, I've got this. I want to get do all these undead, but crud, I've got a brand new demon army I'm starting to work on, and it looks really cool. Yeah. I want to do that, too. I hope you'll stick with your demons and finish those out. Like, you're scaven. You kind of started, and then you, you haven't been working on those for a while. I've almost entirely done. Almost. <laughs> it, I, it's two thousand points fieldable oh, done. Yeah. Wow! So I mean, there's, there's a. It's just not. Is it perfect? No. No. I mean, I want, you didn't set out. For do him I? To be. Do I want forty more Skaven slaves? Yes. It just got it to a point where I'm like, good lord, I'm painting <laughs> another forty Noblars. I don't want to do that. 
that's where the Skaven got. Plus, I'm, I kind of got to the point, like, my Skaven are in a very happy spot. I own a ton of brand new stuff sitting on the shelf, waiting for assembly for the Skaven. 5,000 points. Eh, probably not that many points. <laughs> but there's a lot of points of Skaven sitting there on the shelf. A lot of almost, a lot of the different unit options. And I'm waiting for a new army book. Mm-hmm. So that when I get the new army book, I've got a pile of stuff that's already ready to go. And I can combine and I can focus on what I'm going to add to the Skaven that's cool in the new army book. That makes sense to hold out, I guess. So I, that's kind of where I got. Like I was I was kind of burned out on playing it because the games are all kind of samey with what I built and what I had ready to play and what, what I felt was good. And You know, I didn't really feel like painting 40 more Noblars. And yeah, that's, <laughs> just, that's just where it was. It wasn't that I, you know, didn't finish sure. the army. I got that army to the table, <laughs> painted. Say, what was the fi- your final verdict for the Nagash end times? Here? I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tell folks unless you have an existing undead collection, not to worry about. Do not buy Nagash the books. The models are cool. If you're like a collector, like a model like Nagash is not a model that I would recommend people. You're not gonna feel. You're not gonna, them. Get you're your not gonna play them a lot. Them. Yeah. We had to come up with a game to, to have it as an excuse. You're not, it's not like you're gonna take them down as a regular basis. To the game store and play pickup games with them. You could, but he's a one-trick pony. Yeah. And you need the 50% lord to do anything with yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> so you have a huge opportunity for um, using the the undead arm. If you're an undead player, I think there's uh, a huge opportunity to use the rules that are in the, in the, the second book of the Nagash set. But in my honest opinion, people will be putting these things up on eBay soon enough. <laughs> at at 50% retail, pick it up there. It's I, I hate telling telling people not to buy it from buy a product like this, but it really is an $85 worth of product. It's a it's a $10 novel with $5 worth of rules really in my opinion, and that's that's kind of a problem. I'm not as much as I'm super stoked like the Warhammer guy in me is super <laughs> stoked and and I would rate this as far as the things that Games Workshop has done. This is like an 8 out of 10 as far as the coolness factor. Mm-hmm. This whole thing, whether you super dig the models or not, the story advancement, the continuation of the story, all of this, 8 out of 10. Value for your dollar, it's probably a 2 out of 10. It's, you know, honestly, $25 worth of material. Yeah, I think just head it what it's worth to you. I mean, obviously, if you're super stoked about it, you already are going to buy it, so... yeah. But if you're looking for an opinion, you probably don't want it that much. So yeah, and, you know, I that's where I'm like, it's eighty five dollars. I got it from my local game store. Of course, I got it on Warhammer Night, so double I got double points, points at Pegasus. <laughs> so that's that's nice. It basically almost rolled a cut, rolled the two hundred points, so I get my fifteen dollars back mm-hmm. uh, on one purchase. But yeah, it's it's just not. I don't know. I'm just not sold on the value for dollar. Yeah. I mean, it's. Was it great using the rules in a couple of games of Warhammer? Is it did it like make my Tomb Kings like me want to play my Tomb Kings a couple times and get those models out? Obviously, yeah, it did. it did. And then I got them out and realized that some of them are beat up, and that I'd have to paint more models and <laughs> and like a bunch of the stuff that I never put in my Tomb Kings army because it's all kind of crap in you know, the Tomb Kings army. At least my was my opinion. Like the infantry, I all, I thought all the infantry was just crap because it was too slow. Unless it was unless it was shooting with a bow, it was too slow. It couldn't get there. <laughs> you could never match your engagements. Well, now I can march within twelve. Like and now I can get that tomb king and I can get that 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 necrotech in a 
in like say Tomb Guard with some halberds and I can march them and oh man that's <laughs> that unit now becomes like weapon skill six strength five hatred that unit's just amazing mm-hmm. you know and I can't do that now so yeah that's anyway. pretty much <laughs> pretty much my my <laughs> my overall my overall feel of it yeah that wraps it up I guess. A lot of cool stuff, some neat models overall, not too much new besides a bunch of fluff. So. Yeah, I think we've seen all the models that are going to come out new for this. For the undead batch, for the I end, think. For the yeah. end times. I think there's, you know, maybe some, maybe we'll see some of those new Mortarks. The other Mortarks for Nagash come out in other, other books and supplements. Maybe we'll see a pirate pirate VC army, I don't know, undead army, I don't know. But uh, I think the, the, the rumors kind of go obviously... All of this leads into uh, lots of things going on in Bretonia, lots of things going on with Skaven, and lots of things going on with Beastmen are all featured mm-hmm. in this book. All books that need to be released yet. So I think that's a, a big push now to will be to see those books in fantasy be released uh, to, to also not only continue the story, but to get those books involved. I think you're going to see... The next end time, and, and I think the way it's because I think one of the end times books, I think they want to get a bunch of these end uh, these end, end times books, and I don't know how many of them they got planned, mm-hmm. but I would think at one at some point there's going to be an Archaean Chaos end times book. Yeah, I imagine. I kind of felt like that maybe would be the next one or whatever, but but you need we'll to have Beastmen released before that, I think. Probably because you want the be- you want a Beastmen army book in the current. With the current rules, and then you can release the next end time, yeah. the end t- hunt times book that focuses on that. But yeah, it seems like all this stuff's gonna be coming out for quite a while for fantasy. So, so that also is it's exciting, extra exciting news. because you'll we'll continue to get a lot of releases. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like their release schedule. I mean, we've talked about that before, but just having new stuff more often than never. <laughs> yeah, great. So this is all cool. It's a whole bunch of batch of new stuff. So looking forward to excellent. All right, so let's talk about a contest here yep, that we, we have. mentioned that earlier. So, What's happening? Yeah, so we are looking for, we were talking about, we've been working on the blog post. We keep telling, telling folks about the blog, what we're doing on the Wisco Dice site, what we've been putting up, and we want. it's time that we get some, we need to garner some more feedback from, from you guys. We've gotten some good feedback when, when we advertise out a post or whatever. And, and people give us some feedback on Twitter or via so various forums where mm-hmm. we've, we've posted stuff. But we want you guys, listeners, is it what we're doing helping you enhance your listening experience with a show? Maybe are you getting good stuff out of the out of the blog or are you even looking at the blog? Uh, what would you like to see that we're not including in the blog right now? We've done a lot of stuff that's kind of uh, lately that's been focused on. I mean, we're, it's honestly always going to be about what we're doing as far as the blog. So if we're in building mode of yeah. building models, well, <laughs> we're going to have conversions. We're going to have, you know, the stuff that goes toward building models. But is there things there that maybe you'd like to see? Maybe you want to see uh, a how-to paint article on how to paint blues. Or maybe you want to see uh, how to clean up the mold lines on a model we don't have maybe we maybe that's the kind of stuff we need to include we want to get your kind of opinions and thoughts so we can kind of you know target and help you guys our listeners and target what we're doing to help you guys as well because there's things that 
you know, we're not necessarily masters of the hobby. <laughs> we're not Johnny Hastings uh, of the hobby, or or you know, you know these, you know, not Golden Demon artists. But we are. I think we're both of us are great hobbyists in our own respects. We have some things that we do that are really cool. Like, I wish I had Brian's gift for con- taking models and converting <laughs> them. He's he's really good at that. I always struggle. <laughs> I think my conversions look good once I do one. I just struggle getting the inspiration. I'm like, how does this piece and this piece go together to make, you know, Z, you know, to make my final end product. So, yeah, we definitely want your feedback. So what we want you to do is email us with some feedback about the blog. Pick maybe an article that you really liked or something that you'd like to see. And send an email to us at hosts at wiscodice.com. Mm-hmm. And that'll get and that email submission will get you into our contest. That'll get you uh, our prize a single giveaway. entry into Ooh. our drawing. We are going to go ahead and give away a copy of the Lore of Undeath. The, the magic spell cards. cards, which are currently unavailable anywhere in the world, pretty much, <laughs> and are going for just to give you an idea, they're going for about thirty thirty five dollars on eBay right now. Mm-hmm. So at least at least mono, at least you can do is take them and put them up on eBA and <laughs> get yourself thirty or thirty five dollars in your pocket. And we're also going to give away some dice, Wisco dice, yeah, because that's what we do. And so definitely send back, send in your feedback. We'll. Definitely take it to heart. We'll definitely use it in, you know, keep it in mind when we're doing future blog posts. Uh, definitely don't write us and say, oh, I love your blog, because yeah, we want criticism that's const- constructive. <laughs> Should we have like a word a, count minimum? But, I mean, obviously, if you're going to submit some, like, three-word thing like that, you're not getting entered in the yeah. contest. We want a real If, if your submission is here. garbage, <laughs> we're good, you're, it's garbage in, garbage out. We're going to poop out of the inbox and spam. So, uh, yeah, send us send us valid thoughts. You know, we want you to go and look at the website. We want you to get you, give us some real some real thoughts on some of the articles. Don't pick an article about one of the podcast releases. You know, <laughs> pick an article that you know Brian or I or one of the other co-authors of the on the blog have added. If something you want to see is more authors added, or we definitely try to stick to getting local Madison hobbyists and Warhammer players onto our blog and adding adding those articles so that's something we continue to try to do and and something we'd love to hear your feedback on so So yeah for the contest send us your feedback on the blog let's uh talk then now that we've uh talked about the contest let's go ahead and talk about our hobby and gaming goals for the next couple of weeks yep uh i don't have much going like i said i hope I kind of doubt it at this point, but I was hoping to have that con- next conversion top, done. The next top, what's the code name of this top secret project? <laughs> I didn't come up with one yet. Is this, this code name unknown? It's got nothing yet. Code it, name nameless. That was just by chance that code name came up of Santa's sleigh. Code name <laughs> nameless. But yeah, so this one doesn't have one yet. Maybe it'll come up with something. But yeah, I was hoping to have that done in the next week. We'll see if that actually happens. And then I have been planning my homework to make it down to the game store on Monday, so I hope that keeps up, and anything beyond that will just be extra. So, yep. I want to get some paint rolling before winter. i got to get some stuff base-coated, and I want to finally hard-coat my ghouls I have done. Excellent. The ones I have done so far, so they don't get messed up. Right. I'm going to go ahead and try to focus on getting more demons put together. I mean, that's the primary focus. I threw a bunch of Black Knights into some simple green today and we'll see what comes of that probably not a lot they'll probably just sit there and rot now <laughs> for a while uh but i i've been 
really working hard on trying to get the demons up to something that I can I can field at 2K. Not only not only get it to what I can field at least assembled at 2K, but get it feel assembled and to what I would like to play with at 2K. So that's that's kind of my my focus, my next push. Should be plenty of work for you. All right, and we've talked a lot about today Nagash. We talked we launched our our latest contest. We haven't mm-hmm. done one in a while, so hopefully you guys can help us out with some great shoot advice. Shoot us that email. And, yep, shoot us an Quick email to easy. hosts at wiscodice.com. And you can, of course, send us comments about any of our podcasts, including this one. If you have thoughts about what we've done, what our show, or anything like that, just send us an email at hosts at wiscodice.com. Mm-hmm. Of course, you can check us out on iTunes, Blackberry Podcast, Stitcher Smart Radio. Put us into the, those feeds. You can always catch us in automatic. You can set those readers up to automatically download the show so you never miss an episode. Make sure you hit our website. You know, we talked a lot about seeing the blog post. That's at wiscodice.com. Wiscodice.com. Yeah, that's wiscodice.com. So you just go to the, our website, you know, check it out. You can, um, if you have some other, you want to get into the forum kind of discussions, uh, we don't host one ourselves anymore, but you can go over to the WWHFB forums, yep, Wisconsin Warhammer Fantasy Battles League, and we're we're all on that, and we'll be happy to talk to you. Or, heck, if you're in Wisconsin and you're looking for a game, that's a great place to look and hook up. Uh, of course, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Google+, uh, all the standard uh, big-name social media. You can check us out on any of those. Of course, let us know about you, think about the show, and and find any of those media. So that's about it. That is about it. <laughs> it's a wrap. You know, the one thing we, we missed there, I think the whole blabbling is where did the fan go? We should, I don't know. I don't know, but he's not even here for his outro part. <laughs> uh, he must have got bored and wandered off. Probably. Turned his mic off. He wasn't having it. Failed the stupidity check. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Let's get out of here. Thanks a lot, guys. Peace out. See ya. <laughs>